Well, the NFL season's over, so you know what we talk about? More football. Talk about what the teams in the AFC East need to do, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Patriots, and the Bills. Talk about what they can do for the salary cap, who they can bring in, who they can trade away, who they should draft. Uh, advice that no one's actually going to pay attention to, especially those that are making the decisions. We're also talking about what everyone else has been talking about, how to fix the NBA All-Star Game. Should you fix the NBA All-Star Game? What options are there? You know, whatever. Um, and we did talk about what a college coach did to his team in public and what he should not have done. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to like and subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you might find your podcast. Welcome to the One Sports Podcast in Sanford, Florida. This is Sam Lot Sports. I am Adam Capison. I'm here with Dorian Cody. Yo, yo. And I very relaxed BJ Thomas. <laughs> I saw the greatest meme just before I got on this show. It was a picture of those Trump shoes. And it said, I tried to hoop in them, but all I could do was draw charges. That <laughs> 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 may, may have been the best meme I've seen lately. And um, much like the spray tan, those shoes are tacky as fuck. <laughs> so you won't be paying $400 for, for them? Um, no. <laughs> well, not. I was going to try to say something smart, but no, I won't. Nope. nope. Well, we're talking about Trump. There really isn't anything smart to say. So, um, so the, the, the football season is technically over. We're moved to the off season. Um, we're getting approaching free agency, approaching the draft, and we'll have some draft coverage later on. Um, but what I figured we would do while we're waiting for like basketball to like be a thing again, um, is just kind of go through the divisions and just talk about the teams and, and what we think they should do um because it should be interesting because what we think they should do and what they should actually do um are probably one of the same but what they will actually do will be different from what we're talking about see so. this is what happened that all-star game was so terrible the other night that we will not be covering the nba for the rest of the year oh i was going to talk about the all-star game if you want to do it now but that's that's on you uh i mean you uh, can go ahead and get away just say trash it looked like a dumpster fetus. It, it, it looked like a dumpster fetus. Like the East had ninety-seven three-point attempts. I've struggled more to score in layup lines before. Yeah, I actually <laughs> I had it on as I was cleaning, and I actually saw I forget who it was had the ball in like in the paint. There was no one around him, and he was like looking around like, "Oh, can, is someone gonna be open for a three? I'm like, "Dude, dunk the ball." See what I expect and what I grew up watching was a light struggle, some fun in the first half, and then let's get this money in the second half. Yeah, right. That's that's what I grew up watching, and that's acceptable. I get it. Nobody wants to get hurt, but it got competitive in the second half. The, these guys don't care. Just quit quit doing the game. And and somebody yeah. somebody said it best. Like back when we were growing up in the in the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s, you know, players would use the All-Star game to get their next contract. Yeah. And they they would, you know, okay, look, look, this is what I can do against the best competition. Pay me because uh, you know i'll do it for you um but now with the with the way the contracts are structured these guys there's no incentive there's absolutely no incentive because they know what they know what they're going to get paid um but on the flip side i heard someone say well you know make it make it a more financial incentive for them to play harder for them to win and whatnot and every time i've heard that um because unfortunately i've been listening to espn radio the past couple days almost constantly they're practically living in the car driving here, here there and everywhere and um, they're like well we shouldn't pay the players more they already make enough i'm like well wait a second here 
that seems to work for every other person in the capitalist society. Why can't it work for the players? Why don't we want to pay them more? Right. Um, I There's an like answer to that question. <laughs> it's, it's probably a black and white answer. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would like to see them do like uh, USA versus the world. Well, and I, we've talked, we on this podcast have talked about that, and they will not do that because no, they will be embarrassed. No, you don't. And that's what needs to happen. Because nope. what happens is, what happens is if, if you got Luca and Embiid on the same, and uh, not even Luca and Embiid, just play, say Luca and um, and Greek Freak, and they beat the brakes off the USA, that's going to bring some pride in. Yeah, they, it reminds me these of kids don't have pride. Uh, Olympics, when we when the USA got their ass whooped, and all of America was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, got some scrutiny a little bit to get them to have some pride. Because right now, there's no pride. They don't give a damn. These kids like, don't have pride. There's no way I'm letting my friends put up 211 points in a basketball game. Dorian, Dorian, I will foul the shit out of you before you drop 50 points in a basketball game against me. You will be mad at me. You will sit at the opposite end of the chicken wing table when it's chicken wing time after the game. You will be mad at me. You'll talk to me later, but for that day, you'll be mad at me. I don't understand these kids. I don't understand. Like, I don't understand it. I will make you not talk to me before you drop 200 games in a game game against me. And and like, I got got six fouls. (laughs) There were four fouls called in the entire game. They were doing it right. Yeah. And yeah. 97 three-point attempts by one team. That tells me they just, they're just going to chuck it. I mean, it it's bad now. It was worse in that game. They need a Sean Taylor-type personality in the NBA. Yeah. Someone to come down the first quarter, dunk on an empty rim, turn around, call him soft, and run back down to the other end of the court and block a shot and just keep talking shit back and forth until somebody does something. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was Scott Van Pelt said it best on ESPN. If y'all don't care, we don't care. Bye. It's not fun to watch. No. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch two hours of a layup line. I, I didn't, like I said, I had it on because I was cleaning because I was literally the only sporting event on. So it was either that or Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And I think I would have had a better choice with the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> I watched about five minutes and went right back to my phone. Yeah, I mean, it's like playing on my phone. It was terrible and there's no way to fix it. Yeah, I, I, ESPN has spent a whole bunch of oxygen the past two days talking about how to fix the All Star game. You don't, or, or, or you just let the rising stars play. Let them be the main event. Something, but yeah. or or just don't have the game. Yeah, I mean, no one says you have to play an All Star game. You can say, hey, these are the All Stars. These are yeah. you know voted by the fans. You don't have to play. We don't play the game, we lose the whole thing. We don't give them any awards or nothing. Just go to the end of the season. We'll find out the MVP is good line. Yeah, just fuck yeah. it. Like, yeah. li- literally, it does not matter. Well, it used to. It doesn't anymore. It does not anymore. And even the events on All-Star Weekend, I don't think matter. Because can you guys tell me who won the dunk contest? Max McClung. Max McClung. Okay. Max yeah. Who's part of the Orlando Magic G League team? I knew I knew we were screwed when Anthony, what's his name, Minnesota? Carl Anthony Towns? No, little one. Who's oh, the, Anthony the Edwards? Car? Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards did the skills competition all left-handed. Yeah. Like, bitch, you aren't Larry Bird. <laughs> 
yeah, it's just it's just a trash product um, all around. And then on top of that too, it doesn't, and it's like you you see the All Star game, it's like like what does that look for towards the playoffs? Then it's gonna be any type of competitive game. I'm sure it, maybe the NBA playoffs, but other than that, like how competitive is it gonna be? Well, and I heard it best somewhere like the the regular season of the, of the NBA players don't care. They've gone through this load management bullshit that Popovich started. They just don't care. And then get to the regular season, I'm sorry, to the postseason, and it's all defense. At least it should be. That game reeked of marijuana. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. This is from a guy that smoked weed for 20 years. They didn't care. No. They were just out there getting money. I'm sure. <laughs> they were I mean, just trying to get back to that blunt. Yeah, if you got players that are just going to pull up from half court just for the fuck of it, like, just get off the court. Shit, Dame nailed one of them. Yeah, but it doesn't like it doesn't matter anymore. Right. No, All Star Weekend. You know what's bad when you look forward to the three point comp. The three point competition is the main event. After that, nobody else. Watches and that's that the problem because <laughs> that's all the NBA is nowadays. I mean, I don't think there's a team in the NBA right now that averages less than twenty five three point attempts a game. I bet the Magic. Motherfuckers can't shoot. Well, just because you can't shoot doesn't mean you're not taking them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. Who's the best three-point shooter on the Magic? I think Wagner. Uh, Yeah, uh, uh, Franz is. Yeah, Franz probably, yeah. I bet you he's not shooting an acceptable percentage. What do you think, 39%? I said so, 39 40s safe. Yeah, it's safe. Coach, give you the green light. So I was correct. There is not a team that averages less than 25. There is not a team that averages less than 33 point attempts. Who is shooting these three pointers for the Orlando Magic? I mean, Paolo, Franz. All right, so let me rephrase that. Who should be shooting? Who should three be? There's a, the there's a total difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I know Cole Anthony shoots it. Um, There's ten of them right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Cole Anthony averages about uh, three, 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 three point uh, attempts per game. And now there's rumors that they're going to go after Clay Thompson in the off season. Like, really? That's Why? the free agent move. Well, it is for the Magic. They're used to getting washed up players that come here afterwards. Dominique Wilkins, Patrick Ewing. Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp on the Magic was just sad. (laughs) Sean Kemp anywhere but Seattle and Cleveland was just sad. Yeah, so... Sean, the ball. Yeah, he lays up. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Franz is is averaging 31... He's shooting 31% from three... Palio oh. is, is shooting 36%, and Anthony is shooting 32%. And yep. the nobody. Nobody. I'm just going down the list because, yeah. Um, yeah, this site sucks. You should, if it's a decent site, you should be able to click on three-point percentage and all reorganize it. Yeah. Okay, so the leading three-point accuracy player on the, on the Magic. Okay. Number three, Jalen Suggs at 
Number two, Wendell Carter Jr. at 40, 40.2%. What the hell's going on out here? Number one at 40.9% from three is Joe Ingles and his 85-year-old ass. I can hear one of my friend's dads. I can hear one of my friend's dads yelling at Wendell Carter through the TV. If you don't get your big ass under the basket. (laughs) Nobody in this league, and I mean nobody, knows how to protect, knows how to play with their back to the basket anymore. No. There's like three guys. Yeah. Jokic. There's like three guys. And here's the thing. That's what the all-star game's missing is somebody being like, you're not just going to come in here in this paint and finger roll all night. Right. I mean, think about the, the ones where you, the games we're used to. Olajuwon, Robinson, Ewing, Shaq. Um, Shaq. You're just, you're just going to finger roll all night. It can yeah, get dangerous in there if you do something too disrespectful. Put Alonzo Mourning out there, like prime yeah. Mourning out there during that game on Sunday. Yeah. Shit, I paid money to go see Dennis Rodman play in that game on on Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. Dennis Rodman takes somebody by the shoulders and put them down. I don't know. It's just it's no fun anymore. I'm I'm cool if we just do away with it. I say screw him. Take the day off and everything. Make yeah. him play straight through. Just, just screw it. That's what you want to do? Again, if they don't care, why should we? Well, and there's another thing the NBA could do. They could raise the amount that they pay them for winning mm-hmm. to a significant amount. They make a ton of money on All-Star Weekend. Oh, yeah. Let's not act like they don't. Even when the games are shitty. Imagine if they put on a decent product. Well, and, and part of the problem is people are going to go there, regardless of what the product is on the on the court, because they want to see the players. So the stadium is going to sell out. And I don't have the ratings, but I'm sure people tuned in. As crappy as the game was, as shitty as people keep talking about it, people tuned in. So there's no incentive to change it. I mean... When it comes to basketball, is there any hope for March Madness? I mean, <laughs> I, I bet you I could probably name more women's basketball players than I can name men's basketball players right now. Yeah, nothing right. I don't know. Five point five million viewers across three TV stations, and that's a twenty percent increase from last year's game. There you go. So somebody's lying. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and I saw this with the Super Bowl because they had they released the number and it was the largest ever. But you've got multiple channels and multiple ways to, to view things, and how many people like me put it on and walk away? So, in in all of these numbers, they add them together. So it's it's like Dukes of Hazard getting a a you know a forty point ratings thing back in the 70s why because there's the only thing on if it's the only sports on tv at the moment that's what we're going to watch damn is it's in bad shape it's uh, real bad so shape you got to do something man other than that it's going to be the point where it's going to be forgotten we're going to start paying attention to baseball Ooh. At least they try to play in the All-Star game. Well, and that's the like, because there's really no chance of getting hurt. Yeah, you could get hurt playing baseball, but it's rare. 
that, that you'll get seriously hurt playing baseball, especially the all-star game, because you're not really colliding into, into people. Football, I get it. Hey, look, the, the Pro Bowl is what it is. You don't really want guys you know, going going hard. And that's why they completely change the thing. It's flag, don't care, whatever. Um, the NHL, they still play hard. Um, they do. They have changed the format a little bit. I think they've changed a couple of times. They don't hit as much, but it's not like that. It, it's still somewhat competitive. Um, the goalies don't try as hard. I think they're, it's like seven to six or something. Um, if you're going to have me squatting out there with my nuts sitting on the ice, I'm trying hard. <laughs> <laughs> So There's now, no way. Yeah. Now, ironically, so like the the day of the all of the NBA All Star game, there was a hockey team. I think it was um, Minnesota. They were down five three going into the third period. Now, for the non hockey fans, they three they played three periods, not four quarters. Going into the third period, they were down five three. They ended up winning ten to seven. Oh wow! Yep, they scored seven goals in like four minutes. That's the one game of hockey in the past decade that I've been worth watching. I missed it. <laughs> there, I just angered like a thousand people right there. <laughs> all, all thousand hockey fans. Yeah. That's the count in Florida, 1,000. Yes. But uh, Dorian, I think you're right. I think the state of basketball just in general. And yeah. I'm going to blame Steph Curry. We all love him. He is ruining the game. Because everyone no, likes, likes to think I, that, he, that they're Steph Curry. Nope. I blame the coaches that have come up since Steph Curry that have allowed players to do things that Steph Curry does. Yeah. And have not told these kids to their face, you aren't him. You do not shoot like him. You do not shoot at the percentage he does. You are not capable of shooting from the areas that he does. Pass yeah. the fucking basketball. Exactly. Just, you can't blame greatness for being great. You have to blame, blame the people that have supported these other kids into believing that they're also great. You're not. That's a generational shooter. No, you are not, you're that. not him. You're not him. Well, I, I thought it was funny. Dorian mentioned the three-point shooting contest. So obviously, Dane Litter won with 26 made threes or 26 points. I figured like what it is. So that was the number of points that the WNBA player had when she did her three-point shooting contest against Steph. <laughs> so... I mean, whatever. Shooting's different. Yep. Can she shoot like that with a 6'5", 200-pound man in her face? That's the question. <laughs> That's the question. So, but what we're, what we're talking about, do you guys know who leads the NBA right now in three-point shooting percentage? It's not Steph. It's not Steph? No. I wouldn't even venture a guess. I'm not versed enough to know. Dorian, do you want to want to try to guess? I want to say who leads. Uh, is it Austin Reeves? No. We've mentioned this guy's name on this podcast multiple times, by the way. I mean, obviously, it's Steph Curry, but it's not. Nope. It's BJ's favorite player, Grayson Allen. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Even blind squirrels find acorns. <laughs> Speaking of acorns, holy shit. Hey, 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 we're not going to shoot up cop cars. <laughs> if there wasn't a human in that cop car, that would be the funniest video I've seen in a very long time. 
<laughs> fucking tactical roll, draws his gun, shoots his own car repeatedly. <laughs> and then, you know, dumb can't be dumb without dumber. Somebody else, one of the other cops starts shooting into the, the cruiser. It's like, wow. Wow. And it always gets me. I'm not anti-cop. I'm anti-stupid cop. Um, it just always gets me that it takes about... 1500 hours to become a barber and about 700 to be a cop. Mm-hmm. I think we should flip those numbers. Yeah. yeah. I think we should, I think we should, we got shots for the stuff that barbers can spread. We don't have shots for misplaced bullets. <laughs> and, and the thing is like pretty much any job nowadays, they make you do a background check. Okay. They'll check your credit, they'll check, um, you have you committed crimes and Again, a lot of professional jobs will keep doing background checks on a, pre- a periodic basis, every three or four years. They'll scrub your social media, they'll go out there and make sure that you're not going off the deep end and that you're not a liability to the company. As a cop, you pass your background check one time and then you can be employed anywhere in the country at any police op- position. By the way, that was the slowest tactical role I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I didn't think he was ever going to get right side up. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah, by you. <laughs> An acorn, bro. I, I was just dumb. I just saw that video this morning. I was dumbfounded. I was just sitting there looking at it like, you have to be kidding me. No, sadly we're not. You. Handcuffed in the back seat. You, you, you think you know that guy's thinking what the fuck is this guy doing oh no that's not what he was thinking he was shitting his pants <laughs> fucking <laughs> bullets bullets coming through the car yeah he was worried about what he was doing after he realized there were no holes in it yeah. and by the way i think we need to bring that up too you you missed every shot <laughs> into a stationary vehicle to a man that was handcuffed jesus how did you pass your shooting range that's you need a slingshot. <laughs> you need a slingshot. No, and, and no ball bearings, just like little rubber balls, just in case you hit little Sally on her bicycle. Because Jesus, handcuffed in the back seat of a stationary vehicle. I don't know. And then Maybe you had the the other cop that was in Tennessee that you know arrested arrested his first person ever was texting his wife as he was driving and then drove his car off the, the cliff into the river. Wasn't it some weird story like that was his ex-wife's boyfriend or something he arrested? It was something crazy. I, I, I didn't see who it was that he had it's arrested. something or girlfriend's ex's uh, boyfriend's girlfriend, something. It's something crazy from what I heard, but, you know, you know how the internet is. Yeah. Yeah. Did all they, this is happening and it's only February. 2000, 2024 oh, is hot. The end of the year. 2024 is hot right now. Block is hot, man. <laughs> Like shit, it's only February. Shit, the police cruiser's hot. <laughs> uh, man, man, what, what's the come of this of, of, of this time? Man? Well, what, what worries me is that this is how two, 2024 is starting, and there's an election this year, so I really don't want to know how it ends. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm not going down that road. Going to be a side shit. Well, it's going to be side, side right or here. shit. Either way, either way. Yeah, side shit. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so uh, I, I saw something today. They were talking about NFL free agency. I don't know if we want to go into it, but yeah, it let, was something let's, that let's go to let's get into it. Why not? Okay. All right. So, um, can you, Adam, and I, I know and BJ, I know you guys can help me this. Explain the franchise tag because someone said that even if a person is franchise tag, they can trade that person to another team on that franchise tag. I haven't heard that. I had not. I heard never heard that, that either. You know, my, I know it's the average of the top five contracts at your position. Uh, that position, and that's why, like players like Jimmy Graham, wanted to be classified as a wide receiver and not a tight end. Right. So my understanding of the franchise tag now it's been a hot minute since I've looked it up up the definition is they came out was like this is our quote unquote franchise player. So that's why we're going to, you know, say we can't get this contract done. We're going to put this tag on you while we figure out your contract and BJ is right about the value. It is the top is the average of the top five contracts of your position for one year. Right. So with Chris Jones, because they, they were saying that uh they should if if the chiefs can't get a deal done with chris jones franchise tag and trade them to another contender and i'm like why would you do that yeah what the fuck that, 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 that that's what about of course this came from espn by the way um, well that there is your first problem so i mean <laughs> here's the thing with chris jones so his contract from 2023 was 19 and a half million was the average annual value. So if they franchise tag him, that's a 28 and a half million dollar cap hit. Mm-hmm. For a team that needs to kind of figure out the whole salary cap as it is. Right. It sounds like Kansas City might be forced to let uh, Jerry Sneed go. Uh, my understanding kind of just reading the tea leaves is it's going to be one or the other mm. they can't afford to keep both because they can because technically they the potential of them drafting a cornerback that can be serviceable is more realistic than trying to replace someone like chris jones you're not going to replace chris jones well and that's that's my thing and, and i know i've said this many many times is if your defensive line is stout you can have average corners back there because mm-hmm. you're not giving the cornerback the quarterback time to read the defense and for your wide receivers to break away from your cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. If you have a crappy defensive line, it does not matter how good your cornerbacks are. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Um... So with that in mind, we're going to, I'll do what we talked about earlier. Um, just, just kind of focus on the bills for right now. So, Dorian, you brought it up, but what do the bills need to do this offseason? Um, I think, uh, I think, I think defensively, uh, they need to um, get younger, in my opinion, uh, especially oh, in the air. They're going year. to do that. They <laughs> need to get healthier. No, they're, they no, they're going to get younger. They, I've read a couple articles where people said you can expect a talent drop off in Buffalo because of the cap, salary cap problems. Yeah. Um, you mean this number here where they're projected to be fifty-one million over the cap? Even if the salary cap what is rumored to be around two hundred and fifty million this year, 
Um, yeah, no, yeah. they're in trouble. And, and that's the problem. I, I think their window is closing quickly. Yeah. It is. Um, they they definitely want to um, they, they're probably going to have to add well, they're, I, I heard that they're going to lose, lose Gabe Davis. And actually, BG, I heard that Gabe Davis is looking at Dallas. Oh, he he liked to go to Dallas. Whatever it is. So, I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do with Michael Gallup's contract. I don't know how that's going to work out. He's got like three more years left at $15 million a year. So I don't know. I don't know how that would work out. He would, I think. I, th I think he'd be a solid addition to Dallas, though. Oh yeah, I'd like to have him, but, but I just don't. I don't see it. I mean, unless we're not bringing Brandon Cooks back, which I'd be surprised because that poor guy's been bouncing from team to team since he's existed. Yeah, I don't think it's realistic for for Dallas to sign Gabe Davis with the way that their their cap is constructed now. Yeah, you know, they did bring Jimmy Johnson back in as well. BJ as an advisor, isn't that what he is? Yeah. Um, Jerry's desperate. He wants to win one another Super Bowl before he dies, and he knows the clock's ticking. Mm -hmm. We'll see. <clears throat> Maybe you don't have players that are tired going into the playoffs. Well, players would be tired if we didn't have undersized players at almost every position on defense. Yeah. We had DBs playing linebacker. We have a linebacker playing defensive end, and we have big defensive ends playing defensive tackle. Can't do that. So who does that fall on? Does that fall on Dan Quinn when he was there? Or? I mean, I don't think Dan Quinn's, Quinn's shopping for the ingredients too much. Right. I mean, he's got to say, of course, but... You know, things changed. Things got better when Jonathan Hankins showed up. And that's because that man's like 350 pounds. <laughs> like Micah said, he doesn't move. Sometimes you just need somebody that can just suck up bodies in the middle. Yeah. We've definitely not talked about the Bills very much, though. No. But, I mean, I, I think thought about that. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to redo their defense. And can they get a freaking running back that's consistent? Well, to be fair, he was consistent when they decided to use him properly the second uh, third of the last quarter of the season. Fair. The last third of the season. Um, they need to be more consistent with a run game. Well, I mean, they had Zach Moss, and look how that worked out for the Colts. Yeah. So whose fault was that? Man, I don't know. They could be. They got some real problems here, and Stephon Diggs doesn't really want to be there. But nobody wants to take on that contract for the way he's played lately either. Yeah. And this section here, for those who can't see it, um, these are the free agents that the Buffalo has. So it's Micah I'm, High, Daquan Jones, Logan Floyd, and Tim Settle, all the way down to Cam Lewis and Gabe Davis. I've heard they expect Micah Hyde to leave. Yeah. That too. I don't know. They're in some trouble. They're gonna have to really, they're gonna have to really 
have like a top five, six draft this year. Yep. And and we'll do their draft later, but I, I don't know. Yeah, they, they have multiple problems on defense. The offense is more settled than defense. I mean, Tredavious White is coming off a tough year with his knee problems. No Von Miller. So yeah. what I'm reading here, uh, the, uh, the Bills are expecting to lose uh, Leonard Floyd and A.J. Um, S. Uh, what is it, Ipanessa? So they're looking to draft uh, Chop Robinson. That's a good pick. Uh, honestly, I'm hoping he falls to Detroit. Yeah. And I'm hoping he falls to Dallas. So, <laughs> you guys have had good success when you draft him from Penn State, so. Yeah, it seemed to work lately. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, what I'm reading here, they said they're, they're, they're definitely uh, having their eye on Chop Robinson. So we'll see. They're going to need someone because they're, they're definitely for well, Like you said, they, they at this point, they they have to build through the draft. That's all they can mm-hmm. afford. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that they have a solid front office. They've amassed a solid amount of talent. The problem is the big contracts just all popped up in one year. Yep. Now they're going to have to overcome that. Do they need another two receiver? Or you think there was some uh, that, that they have? Should... Khalil Shakir really started to show up towards the middle end of the season. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the receiving core will be fine. They're going to have to find somebody to replace Gabe Davis, but that could be a third or fourth round pick. Yeah, I mean, the I, last few the last I, few years, wide receivers have been everywhere in the draft. And a third yeah. receiver you can find in the later rounds. Yeah. And there's they're solid at tight end. Josh Allen is what he is. Now he put up good numbers. He'll it's a turnover machine, but he'll put up good numbers. He put up fantasy football championship numbers. Yeah. <laughs> he'll get, get you to the game. Baltimore's biggest Baltimore, Buffalo's biggest problem is their defense and not just their production, but their health. They get decimated by injury on defense. And now they're gonna be decimated by the salary cap. I would shop Tredavious White if I was them. They did all right without him most of the season. They traded for Rasul Douglas. I'm just saying. Yeah. He's one of the more expensive guys on the team, and you did okay without him last year. Why not move on from him? Yep. Yeah. Probably not a popular opinion up in Buffalo, but. Hey, sometimes you got to do the unpopular things to move forward. Yeah. There's going to be some uncomfortable things that will have to happen for them to be successful for the next couple of years. Yep. <clears throat> And they're going to have to do the old Tony Romo uh, contract adjustment where they switch it to a signing bonus so that the cap hit doesn't hurt so much. What do they call that? It slips in my mind right now. Restructuring. Restructuring. Josh Downs going to have to restructure his deal either this year or next. But the problem is that just adds money to the back end of the deal. 
So eventually that will rear its ugly head. Maybe just buy him time to have a couple decent drafts. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Josh Allen's contract next year. Um, it's $23.5 million. It looks like that's where the signing bonus kicks in. Um, the extension just kicked in. The cap hit is $47 million. Oh, boy. And then it gets worse. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they'll probably give him like, I bet you they wind up giving somewhere between 20 and 27 as a signing bonus to try to get that back on the cap. Well, and then as, as BJ, you were mentioning like Stefan Diggs contract. Nobody wants that right now. Nope. And it just like Allen's and kicks in next year, eighteen and a half million next year. He's he's pretty much been pouting for two whole years. Yeah. Ever since he got there. Yeah, the first couple of years weren't so bad. The last half of the last year and all of this year were pretty bad. I mean, you're a thirty-year-old receiver, thirty-year-old receiver, bud. You got like three more years left. You better figure it out mm-hmm. before you wind up doing a podcast full time. <laughs> so, let's move on to Miami. This team right here. No, don't do the the Chris Collinsworth. This guy right here. No, but it's just they're just like the Cowboys, the AFC. They're marginal against good talent. Yeah. And I don't know how you fix that overnight. That's why I'm kind of worried about the Cowboys. I don't know if you can. Now, what what does concern me, like defenses, like I'm looking at their starting at their depth chart, like half of it's questionable for the game against Kansas City. <laughs> Right, um, but you also you also have to remember they lost their two best pass rushers just before the playoffs start. Yep. That's that's hard for anybody to overcome. Yeah. Maybe one, but have a guy fill in and hopefully he plays out of his mind. They had two. they had one win against a team over five hundred all season. That wasn't just a, an injury in going into the playoffs thing. That Chip Kelly offense that strike fast and leave your defense on the field the whole game doesn't work. No. Um, they need to figure out uh, what they're going to do with uh, uh, Christian Wilkins. He can come to Dallas. He's huge. He can come to Dallas. He's their anchor. They he's a free him. agent. <laughs> yeah, he's a free agent. Come on. Come on, Texas. Well, and I, I haven't heard who they're going to franchise, but if they franchise him, I think that's that $28 million, uh, cap hit that we just talked about. For Chris Jones, mm. I can see that happening. Um, they, they they're going to lose uh, Jerome Baker, um, um, Andrew Van Ginkle. Um, he played solid for him this year. I don't know what games they got with him. Did he play in Detroit? He might have. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I know. Didn't cough in, 
just they, another white guy. Yeah, they have <laughs> not, they have not signed an extension with Tua yet. I think this is his last year on, the, on that rookie contract. Hmm. He might be having cold feet. Realizing that he's, he may not be it. I don't think he is. No. He relies on timing. Like, if you disrupt his timing, and that's what the good teams have done, they've disrupted his timing, that's it. That's the offense. It's over. And then you get him down 10, 14 points, no more run on the football. You disrupt to his timing, he can't throw with the ball when he wants to, it's over. All you got to do is push him out of the pocket, make a move. And or chip the receivers. If, you're, if you can, if you can play, uh, play press coverage against the receivers, now, that's a big if. You're completely throw their timing off. Sneed bullied Tyreek Hill in the playoffs. Yeah. Straight up bullied him. No other way to put it. I mean, he he's used to going to go up against him and you know practice. So I'm sure he used those tactics during the game. So let's let's speak on the uh, QB uh, for a moment. So if you take out Tua and put Kirk Cousins there, are they an AFC Championship contending team? They are definitely making it to the second round of the playoffs. So you give Kirk Cousins, Jalen Waddle, give him Tariq Hill, uh, give him that that offense. Raheem Mostert. Well, here's what I would say. If you put Kirk Cousins on this team, then everything else remains equal. They are getting home field advantage for the first round. Possibly the, a bye, but that's only possibly. Definitely winning that first round game. And then it's, can they beat either Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, or Patrick Mahomes? Tis the question. Yeah. They consider it. Should should they trade to him and see if they can get uh, a Kirk Cousins? Well, okay, so so Cousins is not resigning with, with Minnesota. He is gone. And Tua's kind of been exposed. What do you think his value is? There are enough dumbass GMs. You can get at least a second rounder for him, probably a first. Well, yeah. You don't have to talk about the Jets like that. I said second round. They'll probably give second round for two. Oh, at least. Because you know why? It's like, well, I can fix him. (laughs) You are the problem. That coaching staff is a problem. We can fix him. We can't make him less concussive, and you can't make him have a big arm, and you can't make it to where he can see over the defense. That's what you can do. Jeff George played on, I think, five or six different teams. All the talent in the world, terrible attitude. (laughs) So I don't know. The the Dolphins are another team. I mean, it seems like a lot of teams are really going to hinge on the draft this year because I don't see what they're going to be able to do free agent-wise without shifting a bunch of money around. Yeah. I think a lot of these teams just kind of assumed, hey, we'll kind of figure it on the back end. Well, the back end's here. And oopsie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not to keep bringing it back to the Cowboys, but I guess, you know, I mean, that's my team and kind of what I watch. I think that's why Jerry avoids a lot of this free agent shit. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you've noticed over the past 10 years or so, he's not afraid to let people walk. Is he happy about it? No. Would he like to keep those players? Yes. But he will let them walk. Uh, Dalton Schultz, prime example. Well, and it's one of those things like, okay, so like Dalton Schultz, for example, he, he did well in Houston. Now, can you replace his production or 80% of his production for 5% of the contract? That's the questions that GMs have to answer. Cole Beasley, Connor Williams, we will let you walk. Now, some of have been mistakes. Like, I think had they had Zeke Elliott this year, I think they probably um, – he Because of the terrible contract that they got into, there was no way it made any sense to keep him. I know what you're saying, and I agree the Cowboys would have been better with Zeke on that team. I 100% agree with you. But because of the ter- the initial contract, it, it made it insane to keep a 650-yard rusher on the team. I mean, that contract's meant for Saquon Barkley. Yeah. And, and we'll get to the Cowboys situation later when we do the NFC East. But that's a whole nother mess. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Johnson's going to figure it out, though. Oh, I'm sure. Yep. So we'll have some fun with this one. What do the Patriots need to do? <laughs> Burn everything on the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> Defense is good. That's a playoff defense. Yeah. But that offense side of the ball, I mean, thank God they got cap space. Well, and that was the funny thing. So the first two teams we talked about, they're $50 million over the cap. The Patriots are going to be about $70 million under the cap. You better spend it and spend it wisely. Yeah. And the, the problem with the Patriots, they're going to have to overspend to get someone to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's not Kraft's way, but I don't. They don't have a choice. Eh, was that Kraft's way, or was that Belichick's? Belichick stopping all that. Fair. Because every time somebody, every time they let somebody walk because of a contract dispute, it was put on Belichick. So was it Belichick or was it Kraft going, hey, you take well, the, 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 the fall for it? But Belichick was I don't the... think I don't get the impression that Robert Kraft is a, I'm not taking the fall for a decision I make. I don't get that impression. Could he be? Sure. I don't get that impression, though. I don't think I've never heard an interview with Robert Kraft and thought, oh, he's bullshitting. Okay. And I don't know. I don't know if somebody that full of shit could have worked with Belichick for that long. I could that would have been a, that would have been a major rub at some point. Yeah, in my opinion, just from observing personalities for forty years. But um, to, the answer to the question will come this year. Yeah, <laughs> was it Belichick, or was it Kraft? Because if they don't spend half of their cap space. They don't have to spend it all. Half? Half? They need replacements on over half of that offensive line. That offensive line is old, and it's uh, got miles on the tires. They have no wide receivers. None. Devontae Parker was not good in Miami. Juju Smith-Schuster was only good with Patrick Mahomes. 
And uh, Kendrick Bourne, solid. I don't mind Kendrick Bourne, but not as a one or a two. The running back room. Ramondre Stevenson puts the ball on the ground far too much to be playing in that environment. That environment is wet, it's cold, it's snowy. That's not the guy that you don't want a fumbling guy. And they better throw every dollar they got at Kirk Cousins. And Kirk's been playing in the Kirk's been playing in a dome for the last five years. You think he's going out there? He ain't going out there. Nope. Hell no. If I was Kirk Cousins, I'd be on the phone with Jerry Jones. The rumor I've heard is that he's um, talking with Atlanta. Now, I'm sure he's talking with multiple teams because that's what good agents do. But I don't like that Atlanta environment for him. Um, I also read too that there could be a well. well I don't know. Did um did the Bucks did they franchise tag um Baker? They, well, technically you Nothing's can't do the franchise. Yeah, you can't do the franchise tag until next month. Oh, okay. You can talk about it, but you can't officially tag somebody until I think it's the 13th of March. And I have not heard anything from the Bucks committing either way. Yep. Right. Because I saw something about they're, they're hinging on uh, the wide uh, receiver. I'm Mike Evans. That's Yeah, yeah the hinging on Mike Evans. The big like, hinge. Yeah. Whatever he decides to do, that's going to play in, in a lot of uh, – quarterback's mind because they said that uh, Cousins would uh, consider Tampa as well. But it's hinging on if Mike Evans is going to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, as well as the Patriots, um, one mock draft have them drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. Who's going to throw him the ball? You wish that on him? Yes, no, but I'm a Michigan fan, so that's a different story. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. It's not about that now. This is about a young man who Dorian's attempting to ruin his career. <laughs> Why don't you just send him to Jacksonville or something? Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know what? I would like to. Yes. Come and I'll I'll watch your yeah, career we also, in Jacksonville. I would love we to. Also, yeah, we also it. how well that worked for Calvin Ridley. Look. Alan Calvin, Robertson. Anybody after Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardle. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll, I'll take my chances with Marvin Harrison Jr. That's, that's how selfish he is. He wants to destroy a whole career, at least the first five years. Just Look, shit on him. Give him no him, chance. Him coming to us won't be worse than going to the Patriots. I don't think so. <laughs> There's a functional defense in New England. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, right now, as far as we did see, we did see. Well, look, okay. Cal Duggar is a um, is a free agent, and and he anchored that that defense. He was a starting uh, strong safety. More likely, he's probably going to want more money. Uh, outside of him, if they keep everybody else, then they should be good. But I mean, well, it's going to be hard. I mean, New England's got the camp space to pay people to stay there, and bring in like decent talent they can afford to bring in a cousins they can afford to, to bring in whatever other free agent quarterback there is i mean i th- okay never mind i pulled up the list and i stopped that in my tracks real quick um but they they have the money to upgrade jacksonville doesn't and like dude i know you love the team 
That's a shitstorm. You're it. You're all I got. I can't pick on the Lions anymore. <laughs> so, okay, so tell me this. This is a rough year for you. So, so who is Kirk Cousins? Let's say you get Kirk Cousins. Who, who, who are they going to throw to? Well, I don't know. They can use the other $39 million to figure that out. Because as far as free agent wide receivers, I mean, I mean, they could. Mike Evans. I mean, if he wants to go to New England, who wants to play in the cold, right? Then T. Higgins, I'm sure T. Higgins will probably want to stay with Joe Burrow over Mark, uh, I mean, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, here, here are the, the wide receivers that are free agents. Mike Evans, Odell Beckham Jr., Curtis Samuel, Tyler Boyd, Cedric Wilson, Kendrick Bourne, DJ Shark. I don't think he'll want to go back. Um, Paris Campbell, Braxton Barris, Josh Reynolds, Randall Cobb. There you go. Calvin Ridley, <laughs> Noah Brown. You can pick up a, a couple, you know, twos and threes. No, don't forget, lately, rookie wide receivers have been productive. Yep. They haven't played up to their full potential immediately, but they have been productive. Now, realistically, what you could do, you could trade that number three pick, trade down, sign Cousins, pick up neighbors in the draft, and, and also pick up another offensive lineman in the draft. So if your cousins, you would rather go to New England than stay in Minnesota. Well, Minnesota's not going to sign him. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. They've already said they are moving on from from cousins. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. That guy was on fire before he went down last year. I wonder how Justin Jefferson feels about that because he he was force feeding that man. Yeah. And then, like, Nick Mullins, like, put him in the hospital? Bob blew his whole chest out. Mm-hmm. Um, last team on our hit list this week is the New York Jets. Besides vitamin, vitamin D treatment, what can they do? Ayahuasca, call it a day. <laughs> they have to do something about the offensive line immediately. Yes. You literally killed your playoffs week one because of your offensive line. And then you stunned any potential growth that as Zach Wilson had, even though it may be limited, he's not going to be able to be properly assessed or improved behind that offensive line. No one could. And they were, what, 7-10 and 10 last year with a Zach Wilson at quarterback? Multiple people at quarterback. They had to convince Zach Wilson to come back. The defense, we don't even need to look at. Resign that. Whatever you have to do, just resign it. Resign all of it. Um, the offense, however, they're actually not bad at the skill positions. They're real good at running back, and I would just have, you're going to have to figure out figure out that offensive line immediately. And I would try to upgrade tight end any way I could. Tyler Conklin's okay, but tight end's just a wasted position when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. I mean, it probably wouldn't hurt to use a second or third round pick on a tight end. Um, obviously use your first round pick on an offensive lineman. Why, to throw him 15 balls a year? But he... I'd, rather dra- I'd rather draft all offensive line and let Aaron figure it out the receivers. Okay. 
I can't really argue with that. I mean, Leslie's done his whole career. Yep. I mean, Jimmy Grant signed with the Green Bay and disappeared. Jermichael Finley is the last decent tight end that I can remember from Green Bay. And then I believe he got injured. And isn't Elijah Vera Tucker a first round fourth right tackle? Probably. Hold on one second. That sounds like a first round name from a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Because <laughs> the Cowboys were looking at offensive linemen, so I was paying attention to who was out there. Yeah, I think he's I think he's out of USC. Fourth right tackle. That's a if that's a first rounder, that's a painful, painful draft pick. Yeah, I don't know. I'm focused on all offensive line of the Jets. Yep. Yeah. 14th overall from USC. God, fourth. 14th. Fourth, fourth right tackle. Fourth right tackle. I didn't know they carried four right tackles. <laughs> yeah. They have here that um what one mock draft, they have the Jets drafting uh uh Talisi Huagua. Uh Huagua from Oregon State offensive tackle. Sure. Can can they find four more of those? Biggest motherfucker <laughs> on the on the field, just put him out there. Just <laughs> No, that doesn't work either. This it's different now. You the the tackles have to be skilled. <clears throat> the guys they're going up against are freak athletes. I mean, Micah Parsons, the Bosa's. I mean, they're just freak athletes. These tackles actually have to be somebody nowadays. You just can't put a big old slug out there. <clears throat> you can't guard. Eh, gotta have long arms at least. But yeah, either way, you're right. They need to. It has to be offensive line. They're not going to get anything. They're going to end Aaron Rodgers' career early if they do not uh, fix that. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know about Achilles injuries or recoveries, but I can't imagine him being 100% as mobile as he was before that happened. It's not like a Dan Marino when he blew out his Achilles um, because Marino wasn't mobile to start with. He right. was kind of elusive in the pocket, but he was not. he would not scramble. Rodgers would. And he, he also moves in the pocket and will roll out a little bit, so. Man, I don't know. I just if they don't if they don't dress this offensive line, they can just pack it in for another year. Yeah, it'd be like Cincinnati of the East. Uh Cincinnati's offensive line isn't this bad. And that's saying something. Yeah. The Jets, the Jets are definitely on the clock. So, well, that, that was fun. So, I mean, we'll, we'll do that with, for the other divisions. Now, again, probably our options, no one will pay, actually pay attention to, although they probably should. So, um, I do want to play a clip for you guys. I want, want to get your thoughts. Oh, boy. I think they're unathletic. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up in the next week. Um, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. 
He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Even, even the Celtics, when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. You have any Damn. second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. Just thinking of getting ready for Georgetown because Georgetown could definitely beat us. I'm not even thinking of the future at all. I'm just thinking of the next game and the next game and the next game, and that's it. Fin uh, just try to get as many wins as you possibly can and represent St. John's in the best fashion you can. So am I the only one that thinks that Brooke Pitino is just a goddamn sleazebag? <laughs> it sure felt like it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um. Why is he still talking? I, I don't know. <laughs> now, the, like the, be the, the best part about that clip is like you think, okay, he changed, he went from Iona to St. John's and he's got to replace the whole roster. No, he brought in half that team. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, it's been a while since I've heard somebody launch their team under a bus like that. <laughs> He didn't launch. He didn't just launch them. He drove over them, went back in reverse, and did it again. Yeah, that is nuts. Yeah, wow. Like as a player, like how do you play for him? I, I don't know. I mean, I, as a player, honestly, I'd be like, Coach, I'm done. Like you clearly don't respect me. Why the fuck am I here? You're like, man, all right. Well, since you feel that way. I'm going to do some and one of this bitch. <laughs> you know, I'm you know, taking between the legs, doing some off the – I mean, I'm like, if, you, if you're not going to respect me as a player, then we'll – and then, you know. I don't and, even and know. Also, too, with coaches like Patino, what happens is that they're so used to having good talent that they don't coach. They just tell people what to do. Oh, yeah, well, well pass the ball here and then go there. Like, no, like, you have to coach these kids up. These kids are coming to you playing for your program. You have to get them ready for the next level if you're able to do that. So does this expose Rick Pitino as a good coach? So that means, is he a fraud? Because everywhere he went, he had talent. Louisville, he had, uh, you know, he had talent. Of course, at Kentucky. So it's like now that you have to coach these kids, like do you not have the wherewithal to coach these kids? Are you over? Are you over to the point where you just – want to coast at the end of your coaching career like what is it but it's like it's on, it's on the coaches you have to coach these kids up no it's not no it's not they don't believe that shit anymore <laughs> here's the thing like if you're going to go on national television and and tell it say that your players it took two months to learn how to throw a bounce pass a basic fundamental of the game kids would be like well fuck you Especially right. this generation. Right, exactly. And and if you thought it was, the talent was bad now, mm -hmm. what about next year's recruiting class or the year after? Right. I just can't believe he did that. I mean, there's... I, I, yeah, I, I would not be motivated to do much for him. Yeah, me either.
Unless Rick Pitino says that because he's just tired of it. He's like, at this point, fucking fire me. Well, then you say, you say it in the locker room. You, you can right. call them out, chew them up one side, down the other in the locker room. Absolutely. Yeah. Say whatever you want there. No, yeah. no problems. No problems. In, in public, you say, hey, look, we're going to keep trying. We're going to keep working on it. You know, maybe we have to go back to some fundamentals. You, you do something. Belichick made a fucking career at a coach speak. You, there are other ways you can do this. You don't go in front of a national media and, and call your entire team unathletic and can't throw a freaking bounce pass. <laughs> Basically, he called his players tryhards. They try really hard. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Rick. Yeah, just I don't know. At least Bobby Knight would have gotten their ass. You know, he would have gotten their face. Probably put the hands on them a little bit. You know, <laughs> he would throw them under the bus in public. Not in public. Yeah. In Again, public. you can say that shit in the locker room because <laughs> anyone who's played any type of sport knows that you get on the bad side of a coach and you can hear him down the hall. Yeah. Fine, sure. Cuss me out, you call, call my effort in the locker room, fine. But you go out in the public and you say this kind of shit, you know what, coach? My back hurts. I'm out. Yeah. I broke my dick. I'm going to sit down. <laughs> so, question. Oh, I'm going to ask you this. So, uh, <laughs> back in high school, you guys know I played for Leesburg, and the coach, head coach of Leesburg, made the comment we were playing against Wildwood and Wildwood high school we were losing and he says there's no way i'm gonna let you lose to a fucking to a bunch of fucking neanderthals i'm like okay i mean (laughs) it is wildwood (laughs) but (laughs) i go i go to sumter county every day (laughs) had i not known enough about this head coach know that he's probably possibly sexist most likely racist (laughs) I'd be like, you know, he's right. <laughs> um, but there's there's something about that county. Like, if you ever go to the intersection of 301 and 44, and you're sitting there, they put a shit plant in the middle of their fucking city. So the whole city at 8 o'clock smells like a giant fart. <laughs> I mean, and so like that logic, as opposed to Leesburg where it smells like burnt oranges, but continue burnt. Look, I will snort burnt oranges before I smell all of Wildwood shit. Um, So yeah, you're just sitting there at a stoplight. The whole place smells like farts and we're all looking at each other going, did you do it? No, I didn't do it. Did you do it? No, I didn't do it. Every day, just in case, because you never know. But um. It's terrible. So, I mean, just the thought alone that, hey, I'm going to put the shit plant right next to downtown. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds makes but, sense. So, like, but, but it just goes to show, like, coaches, you know, um, I know there's a human element to what Rick Pitino is saying. Like you said, maybe the team's not trying, but you have to find a way to be able to get to them, but don't do it to the public. Because now that he does it on public, now it's to the point where it can seriously backfire. To the point yeah. where you may have to start playing your third your second third stringers or 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 your bench players because the your your top players like you motherfuckers you're gonna transfer and let's not forget about this okay so it's not only going to affect this year okay obviously the the kids on on this team are probably gone they're going to transfer out somewhere 
you have to replace them. You have to get kids that want to play for you. Mm-hmm. 17, 18 year olds that want to play for you. 20, 19, 20 year olds that want to transfer into your program. What kid, especially in this generation, wants to play for that? They won't. They won't. Unless they're unless they're JUCO transfers, because hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust my ass one year and see if I can get into some type of league, whether it's NBA or European league, like like a five star, four star? No, they're not playing. No, no. It's I funny you mentioned that. Bitch on Kentucky. Yeah. You, well, you got to remember, there's money behind it now. Yeah. So unfortunately, yeah, there's yeah, gonna be well, some yeah. kid out there who's gonna eat enough shit to pay, to feed his family or get his car or do whatever he wants. Unfortunately, True. that kid still exists. True. Five, three years ago, oh, you're done. Yep. You're done. Well, and three, five years ago, they go to the G League, and I, I'm sure you guys caught it that Adam Silver is like. I don't know how much longer the G League is going to be around. I mean, it, it's becoming less like, a, what would you call it? It's it's feasible. less a minor league. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not feasible. No. And these kids make more in college than they do in the G League. Mm-hmm. Some of them make more in college than they would on the rookie contract. Yeah. Which is nuts, absolutely nuts. You know, and again, I am all for NIL and paying these kids. Absolutely, I think there should be regulations around it, so you can't just have Bama or A and M or Kentucky just say, "Here's a shit ton of money, go." I mean, it's got to be an evil play, an equal equal playing field. Um, and like the transfer portal, I think there it should be like, this is your transfer window, and it should be the same for for all teams, um, but. I mean, it, it's there. There's no sense of going to the G League when you can make more in college. Now, I could see players going to Europe, maybe doing the Brandon Jennings route, um, because they'll probably make more in Europe and the play against better competition. Possible. Isn't that the the Lons or the uh, Mellow Ball route? Mm-hmm. Well, I thought he went to Europe because he got kicked out of UCLA. Yes, it no, depends no, on who no, yes. not, uh, not not Melo, because that was Leandro. Oh, one of the uh, ball kids. Yeah, they, they first they played in Lithuania and then he ended up going to Australia. Yeah, he went to the NBA. Melo. That's but, um, one of the things that Brandon Jennings said that that stuck with me was he was like he said when he went to play overseas he said come back to the nba he made it made you more hungry because he said there like you earn every single point and you earn like every single minute that you play there that's how competitive it was here's the thing about europe though there's a lot of guys that don't get paid no right they have to fight for their checks so i don't know if europe's going to be a route for a lot of people Again, go back to to this generation. We saw what the All Stars did. You know, when it comes to competitiveness, you take that mindset and go to like Lithuania or Germany or Spain and try that shit. And you ain't gonna get on the court. Yeah, Maybe they don't care how example, good you think you Patrick are. Beverly. Patrick Beverly is, is is came from Europe and played here, and he's like a dog. You know what I'm saying? He but he he even said himself on a podcast like 
playing in Europe, like it gave him not only a sense of pride, but he was just like, he said, he said, I bust my ass because everything had to be earned over there. Uh, it's not like averaging 5.7 points a game and thinking that you're going to get drafted. Like there was a kid right right now at at USC that averages less than six points a game that will probably be, be drafted in this coming draft. But uh, a lot of sports world is on its ear right now. Yep. No Nick Saban. No Bill Belichick. No Pete Carroll. Um, NIL all over the place. Minor leagues dropping out of the out of the running from being uh, viable. Uh, it's just a crazy time to be watching sports. I, I did think it was funny that ESPN ran, ran a thing today that for the first time ever, the head coach of Alabama sent a tweet or shitter or whatever the app is called now. Because Saban wasn't on there. <laughs> I knew, right? <laughs> um, so, so ask me this, guys. So how can you be a football league and don't have a football team representing Florida, California. If you ask what I'm thinking of, I'm talking about the UFL. So they got eight teams. No teams from Florida. No teams from California. You have a team from Texas, though. But Florida, California, you could say they're one and two in football. I mean, of course, Texas is up there, but the top three states of football. The thing is, though, yeah, so that's just where you're playing your games. It doesn't mean that you can't get talent from Florida, from California, from Texas. It's just not where you're playing your games. And you and you do that because it's probably cheaper to play games in Mississippi than it is to play games in, in Florida. Now, I don't know, like, the teams. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure, 100% sure, it's cheaper to play a game in Birmingham, Alabama, than it is to play in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> And quite frankly, the stadiums are probably smaller. And when you're drawing 8,000 fans to a game, you want the stadium to look a little a little more full. So you don't want to play in a Camping World Stadium. You don't want to play in the Rose Bowl. You want to play in smaller stadiums. So it kind of looks like people are actually there. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I, that's, that's fair. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that one. I was just thinking, like, no teams in Florida and California. I haven't seen that one alternative option fill up a stadium. No. Not one. Even when when the Orlando Rangers was here, like, they filled up maybe the, the lower bowl. Maybe. And realistically, I mean, let's just put it out there. Sp- uh, Spring Football League is great for two things. One, for, you know, um, cult- cultivating talent. You know, the guys that didn't quite make it the NFL that could, and not just players but coaches. But and also, it look, it's it's out there. It's it's something to look at. It's something that because basketball is so shitty. Look, there's football. Cool. Charge me five bucks to the game. Sure. I I see. So so pretty much uh this is like their trial on to kind of see how it's gonna work and maybe make sure if you may add another two teams or something. Well and and when you have a new league, you don't wanna start big. I think eight right. teams is about right, because you want four per 
conference division, whatever you want to call it. Um, but you don't want to get too big and you don't want to get too big too early. So I would not be surprised if this league actually survives two years. That's a big if, but them not expanding until year three, four or five. Yeah, I mean, that was that was the big thing with the USFL is they tried to expand and they tried to go into the fall and it was like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop. <laughs> yeah, you're asking to get slapped down by daddy now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's not a he's not putting up with that. The NFL will not tolerate anybody infringing on their time. Slots. They're they're okay with with a spring football. You know, especially like like I said, you can use it to to cultivate talent, to get players reps, to get coaches reps, because that's you know like co- coaches like Dan Campbell, maybe not him specifically, but coaches like him that that just need the game reps of what do I do in this situation, what are doing that situation. It's great for them, um, and the NFL is like a fun go. It doesn't cost us anything. You go go have fun. Just don't don't come over to our territory. And I can't blame them. I yeah. mean, and realistically, it keeps the game of football relevant in people's minds. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind them trying. I just I don't know why it doesn't catch. It's still football. It's, people go watch high school football. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, I just. And we're not talking like they're slubs. If these guys played. All of them played in college. They were D1 athletes. And so maybe not quarterback wise, but like position player wise, they're they're just like a a chance away from possibly being in the league. Yeah. But, you know, I'm talking out of my ass here because I have a hard time watching it myself. Well, part of part of my issue when the XFL or whatever the other leagues were on, I never knew when the games were on, what channel they were on that too that to me that was the bigger problem i and i think the ufl is sponsored by espn it's either espn or fox i think it's fox it's fox so the games will be on the games will be on multiple channels so you have multiple games to watch at any given time and that'll be the big thing is okay sunday the uf it's the ufl on fs1 or fox you you know you're going to get a game and that was that's the thing with the nfl you know on Sundays at one o'clock, there's football on. You know, with college, Saturdays at noon, Saturdays at three thirty, there's a there's football on. If you can't find the game, you're not going to seek it out, especially not in this day and age. No, unfortunately. But if 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 it's consistently this channel this time every weekend, you you'll get viewers, especially going against the crappy basketball product that we've talked about or baseball so i think on that note i think we'll call it a night so ladies and gentlemen this has been sandlot sports